Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 8, season 20. I hope you're well and safe and keeping sane. The secret's out, the boys are back together again. From the man who likes to take a selfie on a run, he's got far too many cars to wash. Hello Ryan Champion, welcome back. <laughs> Hello, uh, it's uh, nice to be back. Uh, in the In the same place, but virtually as always. As always, I know we've been doing this for years, no, no big deal. And Yankee Doodle Dandy, Bengian. Uh, Billy, it's Billy Bob Benyon to you. Well, Yankee Doodle Dandy, that's all I ever think now when I, when I, when I see you. The, the, the man who, is, who, who appears to be um, the, 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 the eyes and ears of, of the American racing world at the moment. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, it's been a, an interesting uh, couple of months, especially making the freelance jump just as the uh, whole pandemic thing kicked off, which uh, w- was interesting. But I've, I'm safe. I've got my health. And uh, yeah, the boys are back together to uh, ruin everyone's sanity with a bit of podcasting. Well, you've also got the fact that you've you've got a life size Darth Vader probably on your on your shoulder at the moment. No, because I've moved. You've so moved? Uh, yeah, I've Where's got a Darth new Vader? desk. Darth Vader stayed in Essex. I moved back to London, so uh, I've got a nice new office set up in a, a nice new study. And uh, yeah, I've got um, a lack of rally cars on my desk at the minute, so I need some recommendations for websites and uh, where I can buy some Ryan Champion models from. Uh, right, about a model of Ryan Champion. Well, not Ryan Champion specifically, but more, I was thinking more his car. But you know. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I was just going to say, don't do what happened in South Korea when they decided they wanted to get models to try and make their football stadium <laughs> look full. Because that can get really, 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 really embarrassing. Folks, Google it. I'm not going to say say anything to you. But my suspicions were raised because all those dolls had a cold. Do your own jokes. Right. And last but not least, the man who decided that during lockdown he would start his own podcast, just despite the fact that we've all been pronouncing his surname incorrectly for the last 20 years, Trevor Agnew. <laughs> it's not Agnew. <laughs> it's what it sounds like when you say it. <laughs> Oh uh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. I'd, uh, you could call me Jake if you want. <laughs> uh, how how are we, Trev? Really good, thank you. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. You got you got your, your, your shiny podcast and everything. It's amazing. Have you? Yes. Even, have you even it's... appeared on it? <laughs> yeah, you did. You made an appearance in the live show, which was great for a brief moment before you had to go into a bit of childcare. But you did come back, which I is did fair. Come back. Yeah, I got giddy and everything. I think I, I yeah. felt like I had too much coffee. But still, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so we're, we're all we're all safe and well. We are all together, which which I am genuinely excited about. Um, for no other reason, the fact that we haven't all been in the same place at the same time for such a long time. Um, but things are now starting to happen. Uh, a little bit, it feels like it, it would be regards to rally and tentatively is probably the correct way of putting it. But one story that keeps on uh, rearing its head um, in various forms over the last week or two is Pirelli's tyre tester. And I still can't quite get my head around why it has to be one person. And I think I tweeted this over the weekend. Why has it got to be one person? Ryan Champion, does it have to be one tyre one tire tester? Um, no, I don't. I don't think it needs to be one person. I, I guess there's a, a logic for continuity if it's done by one person. But um, uh, <laughs> I, I guess the, there's probably more of a choice of, of drivers sat doing nothing though at the minute. Whereas in, in the past, they probably needed two or three people because they were busy doing rallies and things. Whereas there's uh, there's enough unemployed rally drivers <laughs> sitting around waiting for the call at the minute. But no, and and uh, you know, I guess there'll be one main tester but inherently having uh having two people you get um you get a comparison don't you you get a difference of opinion which invariably invariably you'll get when you test something i think so i think i i, I just genuinely strive i just can't get my head around why it seems that every kind of news story was about whether it's going to be uh, i know chris meek's been mentioned i think andreas has been mentioned I don't get why you wouldn't tap into every single person you could to to, to draw as much information as, as you can, really. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, there is consistency that Rand mentioned. I have actually done a bit of tire testing for Pirelli uh, with Mark Higgins. Uh, we did it in Tuscany where back in 2005 or maybe before it. And there was more than one driver then. Uh, certainly there was one of the Italian drivers at the front of the championship. It might have been Paolo Andreucci. Maybe not. Uh, maybe champs can help me out on that one. Uh, maybe but not. <laughs> 
Well, you've got uh, Italians who drive Subarus, you know a few of them. Um, so, yeah, to, uh, I, I hear your point, and Hayden Padden's been mentioned as well. Uh, uh, Neil Weirden as well did some tyre testing for Michelin, and again, at that point, there were more than one driver doing it. So, who knows? Uh, maybe I should ask them. Jack, have you thrown your, your hat in the ring? Um I don't think I've got anything further to add, other than a, you know, it might be a bit of Pirelli saving a bit of cash as well. If you have one driver, you're not paying a, you know, a group of people to do it. Um, you know, I imagine if you put that offer out there, you would get some people offering to do it for free. But um, yeah, I think a combination of saving a bit of money and the consistency of the feedback that you're going to get from that one driver is is probably the main kind of overriding thing. But yeah, it did did surprise me a little bit that that sort of that that story gathered so much interest because uh, I, I guess people really need some rally news or something like that. I was just about to, to say to be fair, it's probably it was probably something that could be talked about which which has got to happen uh, as opposed to there's so many if buts whens and whys of of, of of if anything else is gonna happen, isn't it, I guess. Yeah. Um, are you not more surprised to the car they're gonna use? I didn't see what car what car is it? Well let's talk about the Citroen. C3, they're going to take and, and use it. So it's clearly a bit, uh, is unbiased if you take that, but, hmm, strange. The, if the, if probably the, the work, least, probably the, the least developed. The C3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, well said. Jack Fenyon, well said. No, I, I, I honestly didn't see that story. And, uh, right. Have you done tire testing as well as a driver? Uh, no, not per se. No, only only sort of stuff for for the you know relevant team that I was with or whatever at the time. So yeah, but you've done back to backs, haven't you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done a little bit of back to backs. Um, I was useless at it, but um, I just can't imagine getting. It was always if, and you know that's why I'm really surprised. I didn't realize what Trev just said. I don't know whether you did or not, right? But um, fundamentally, the rest of the car has got to be kind of really consistent and kind of solid. Um, so to go the C3 route is 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 one I, I can't even. I wish I could display how high my eyebrows were when Trev said that. Well, you, you would assume that they can get it consistent on the same piece of road at least. Um, I, I would I would imagine the car must be good enough to do that. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm sure from a tire testing point of view, it's a you know is a current current ish car there was updates again for this year wasn't there so you know maybe maybe some of the updates were quite significant but i think over a test road where which is a known quantity the car should be consistent enough to to you know to do a tire test this is all for 2021 fellas uh i'll come to you first jack um do we feel that really we should be now just focusing on 2021 to take away the elements of well this might happen this might run we might be able to do this event um, and all this reshuffling. Obviously, I, you know, I, I, I joked at the top, obviously, the coverage you've been doing, obviously, uh, in your current role of, of racing that's got going again in, in the States. And I've seen the this, this, this stories breaking with regards to how Rally Cross is going to do it. But it still it really doesn't lend itself racing to rallying, does it? And how, you know, what, what steps they can take. You know, should we be thinking about rallying again or should we be just writing off this season it's a difficult one isn't it and the the, the debate is the same in any sport it doesn't matter what you what you do and it's it's the fact that you know from a from a pr perspective and from a, a safety perspective people are still dying from this disease and you know it's it's still ongoing you know the coronavirus is not finished um you know as far as i can see from the numbers on monday the we, we had the highest number of cases so you know we're far from out of the woods with this yet so i think it's quite difficult to blend you know, campaigning for the return of sport. And it's been a difficult tightrope for championships to walk because, uh, you know, they have to put up with the fact that they're, you know, announcing that they're going to, they're going to race again and they're going to bring people together again when, when other people are still suffering in, in the world. And, you know, obviously a lot of the, the championships are using the kind of, um, you know, the, the fact that the sport offers uh, a bit of relief for people who are sat at home and stuff like that as as a positive but you know it is however you look at it it's a different thing it's a different it's a difficult thing for the the championships to to manage for sure um i think with the wrc you know the, the you know you always have to think about you know i always say this but you always have to think about it from a money point of view and um you know the wrc 
didn't get Australia in last year. Um, significant money lost, and then obviously we're coming into the the whole coronavirus situation, which you know pretty much every championship has has lost out from. So I'm sure that WRC will be keen um, to to actually get some some action underway and and get some money coming in to establish the fact that you know they can get a, a 2021 calendar in place and, and run the championship because there's going to be fina- financial implications there that are going to make elements of, of even running a 2021 calendar, never mind a 2020 calendar, difficult. From a from a financial perspective, so yeah, Tony. To be honest, I think you know if you if you're thinking about this totally logically, then you would bin off 2020 and just go straight to 2021 and, and make sure that that's a good year with um, with strong rallies and, and events that can take place. But at the same time, obviously, they're trying to blend the fact that that they you know ideally you would have some events in 2020 to to get some cash coming in. So it's a it's a very difficult tightrope that all championships are walking at the minute, including the WRC. And obviously, the WRC are also. Um, you know, trying to keep events happy. Um, you've got to deal with rotating events as well. Um, you know, it was widely anticipated that Spain and, and Germany were going to rotate events, and that's going to be difficult if Germany can't go ahead this year. You know, are they going to get a 2021 and Spain get delayed or the other way around? You know, there's so many different difficult things for the the organisers to to kind of to to anticipate here. And I don't think I don't think it's as easy as saying let's just focus on 2021 because there's 2020 and 2022 um, things to worry about as well. Well, it's, uh, they're all part of a jigsaw that uh, are a chicken and the egg situation. If you play with one, then you affect the other. Right. Just following on, obviously, from what Jack said there so eloquently, the the other thing, it, you know, it does, sadly, you know, the, the, the amount of money that's involved across the board, you know, you only have to look at, um, you know, rally teams, uh, you know, at every level, really, you know, have literally ground to a halt and have got, no money coming in and, 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 and everything else. So the, the financial domino effect of what's going on at the moment, if things don't start running, if teams are not hiring out cars or doing repreps on cars or whatever it may be, you know, we're very, very quickly going to start losing, you know, business and teams before we know it. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as Jack said, it's it's a balancing act. I mean, in an ideal world, yeah, maybe there, there wouldn't be any rallying this year. But I would say in an ideal world regarding the coronavirus, we wouldn't be looking at reopening hospitality again. Um, but realistically, it, it's the same in the hospitality industry in, in whichever country you're listening. But for us in the in the UK at the minute, you know, we're just on the verge of hospitality industry opening again and it's it's exactly that you know it's uh, starting to get money back in for these businesses before they before they fail completely and and motorsport teams and motorsport businesses rallies etc are, are no different um you know funnily enough i just saw an ad before we came on here from from Dommy buckley you know don buckley that's exactly you know what, that, that's what prompted my, my yeah, comment exactly yeah, the same thing i've seen that well known for running his R5 cars and, uh, you know, has a, has a polo there that uh, we've seen Alistair Fisher out in and, and Fiestas and, uh, you know, offering a 20% discount on the, on the remaining ERC rounds. And, uh, you know, that's a significant discount. And like you said, these, uh, these companies rely on business. Um, one particular uh, team owner I know of uh, who runs a, a good team in the UK is, is uh, turned his hand to building motorhomes during the lockdown. You know, he said, I've got to do something. I've got to get on. I've got to bring some money in. So, you know, he's, uh, he's thrown his hat into the ring with that. And uh, as as I said at the start of this, and as Jack said, it, it's all a balancing act. And in the ideal world, we should all probably wait a little bit longer before we go back to normal. But the uh, the economics of the situation mean that people are very, very keen to try and move on if it's safe to do so. Trevor, I use that word normal, and I'm still, I'm still, uh, I think that that word is possibly the, 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 uh, that word and unprecedented are the two most used words over the last three months. But normal, I'm still not 100% convinced whether that will return as we know it, which makes rallying incredibly difficult. Just look at the fallout in 2008. You know, you had manufacturers pulling out left, right and centre and all types of motorsport. And this is a lot worse than that. So we haven't a clue what's going to happen. And you'd have to worry, uh, seriously worry about motorsport in particular. There will be motorsport going forward, of course. Manufacturers will need it to market uh, cars and the technology we've talked about plenty of times. Just going back one, though, what's the situation as regards social distancing and co-drivers? Because... 
on the tests that happened recently, were there passengers in those cars? I haven't looked uh, really to that level of detail. And how are we going to work it moving forward? Are we going to have co-drivers as spotters sat in the service park and calling the neat notes via uh, the plane in the sky? Uh, are we going to send them out blind? Let's send them out blind, no co-drivers, uh, and they can sit back and drink wine or beer. Um, so I, on a more serious note, I, I don't really know is the answer, but I certainly know that the impact of this is going to be horrendous moving forward, and we should be very worried. Uh, well, genuinely, I I am, and obviously, you know, the stuff that I do for 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 for, for business and stuff like that. Obviously, I've seen everything come to a, a grinding standstill. Um, certainly, WRC and other event business that I, I've been involved in over the, the last few years. But um, it's not always the, the obvious stuff. Obviously, we're all keen to to some degree without probably saying it out loud almost because it, it is such a sensitive subject to see rallying back, but. The, you know, right, you've just mentioned that there, obviously the hospitality industry, um, is one that lends itself so much to motorsport across the board. But you think about rallying, you think about hotels and restaurants and bars and all those other things, um, that are not there at the moment, um, especially for UK rallying. Obviously it's opening up in other parts of the world at the moment, but, um, we, you know, rallies can't run without accommodation. You know, that's, that's, that, that, that it's, it, it is that basic. So when there's no accommodation, uh, and there's nowhere to eat and things like that, then surely that's not going to happen anyway. So all those, all the basics have got to be put in place first. You know, it's all, it is like building blocks again, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and also, um, you know, some countries are, are more affected than others, and obviously we we uh, we we're based in the UK, all all the four of us, and obviously there's some people listening thinking, well, that wouldn't really affect us in whichever country you're in. Um, but uh, you know, we we've been badly hit in the UK, and, and we're behind another of a number of other countries in um, you know in getting rid of this virus. So it, it would be hard to see any uh, rallying here short term and uh, you know i think certainly core drivers have been ruled out by uh, you know by motorsport uk guidelines for the foreseeable future uh, just going on to what trev said but certainly in testing there's been core drivers inside the cars and certainly the rallies um you know that are running i mean italy's running next month there's been uh, testing going on in italy um all all with core drivers so uh, the rules are, are different in other countries and and like you said you can't run events without uh, the hospitality industry uh, behind it in terms of accommodation, uh, restaurants, etc. So it's, uh, you know, moving things forward in, in rallying terms will be on a country by country basis. And, you know, it'll be simply what situation that country's in. Uh, you know, I think going back to Finland, um, there was at one time a hope that Rally Finland could run, but realistically, it it's uh you know it isn't just about the competitors that's that's the the key thing isn't it it's not just about the the people in the cars or in the teams um it's a limited number that can be carefully controlled but the spectators is the is the big thing which um is is relatively difficult to come yes you can maybe control how many people are going into a stage but as as we all know particularly uh, rally fans are quite a hardy bunch and they will they'll try incredibly hard to get into a stage if it's at all possible and it's uh, you know it's very hard to stop that completely so um there's there's all aspects of of the rallies that uh, that have to be considered in this can i add to that tony yeah of course i was just going to come to you so yeah. i just think we stumbled across um a, a wider issue here in 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 everything that's been said there including the co-drivers and, and a few of the other things and we've just kind of lightly stumbled from the wrc down to grassroots level and the, the thing is with with the whole coronavirus thing and, and what it's created it's not just different motorsport to motorsport it's different within motorsport as well and from from a grassroots to an international level so for example the wrc um you know has got the the ear of the fia um you know the fia and the wrc have the ear of the local governments that they're they're organizing events in and they're much more likely to be able to work out things like the co-driver issue you know i've read a there's a brilliant piece by david evans that's gone up today on on dirtfish which it's been nice to have dirtfish in this um, this whole thing to to keep us updated on on what's going on and and stuff in the in in the kind of off season um, but there's a piece on there about what the fia are planning to do and there's some quotes from fia safety director adam baker about news on co-drivers coming in july but as ryan said you know the the, the co-driver thing is a big issue in the uk and has 
effectively been ruled out for the year. And the, the smaller rallies that happen in, in the UK or, or want to happen, you know, can't just ring up the local MP or just go and, you know, speak to the government and, you know, get Boris Johnson on the phone and say, we're trying to run our, our 100 car rally in the middle of Carlisle here. You know, we need some help. You know, it's not that simple for the grassroots. So, you know, the WRC events are, are not going to have it easy, even though they've got the ear of, of governments and, and have, you know, influence in the sense that they attract tourism and bring money into the economy for that area and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, some of the smaller grassroots events, you know, all they've got is Motorsport UK and Motorsport UK isn't just campaigning for rallying at the moment. It's campaigning for circuit racing, um, hill climbing, but, you know, all the other disciplines that are out there. And, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, rallying isn't top of the agenda in that, in that case. So, there's there's not just there's not just things to consider between different levels of motorsport here or you know different types of motorsport it's the it's the grassroots versus international aspect as well and um you know finding a way through that kind of path is is going to be a really significant thing over the next few months and, and even the next few years if if, if I, I was i genuinely was just going to come to you then anyway jack and i was going to kind of put this to you first and the fact that um, there's, there's definitely elements where it just genuinely feels like there is part of the general public, and I'm not just talking about the UK. I'm talking about across the board when you see, you know, stuff on social media and stuff like that, where um, th- it almost feels like there's going to be a definitive date when all this is over. And you know, it sounds ridiculous to say it out loud, but everybody's kind of that that word going back to normal, which 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 I picked up on before. I I, I don't really believe it's going to happen anytime soon in fact i don't even believe it'll think i think everybody's mindset has got to change um in order to move forward but what i was going to say was for rallying as we know it because we're going to we'll, we'll, we'll specifically talk about rallying in this instance um for because because we're a rally podcast but it do we need to find the vaccine before we bring rallying back or do we need to find a, a workaround to this because I genuinely believe this, you know, I, 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 this virus is going to be with us for a long, long time. And for my personal interpretation, is just we need to find a workaround in our general lives, let alone rallying, to, to, to kind of move forward. Otherwise, you know, we could quite easily lose a lot more, a lot more, you know, without getting too deep and meaningful into this. But I was speaking to a friend of mine who, who campaigns for mental health and you know there's already been concerns with regards to the number of suicides and things like that which haven't really been talked about um he was telling me some numbers and you know they're not getting out into the general kind of uh, the general mainstream media at the moment because obviously it's not it, it, it's i suppose it's not it's not the, the the focus as much as it should be but um you know he was giving me s- s- some numbers on that so you know, do we need to be finding a workaround solution as opposed to waiting for a vaccine or do we need to just wait for a vaccine? I, th- I think there needs to be a workaround solution. Um, I agree with pretty much absolutely everything you said there, Tony. Um, you know, th- 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 there seems to be a uh, this attitude that the vaccine is going to come in two weeks time and then everything will be fixed and we'll all just go back to normal and life will be exactly as it was before. And, you know, if, if people think that's the case, then they need to get real. Um, and, and there's been a lot of um you know comments on social media stuff and you know i think there's a there's a lot of businesses out there and a lot of economies that make money out of rallying and people forget that um you know you can be you can be quite callous and quite harsh in in terms of people what people are saying online and you know why are people talking about rallying in this case because the coronavirus is happening it's because it's people's livelihoods you know uh, you know a lot of people make money out of rallying and a lot of people you know rely on it and it is there you know their sole source of income and you can say that by anything in, in this crisis whether it's hotels or all the hospitality chain as, as as the guys mentioned before you know the, you know everyone has a business that has been affected by this whether it's rallying or whether it's a you know the hospitality industry or or whatever it is so you know in terms of answering your question directly i think we need to find a workaround because i don't think any of us know when the vaccine's going to come um, you know, when the vaccine does come, do people just think there's going to be seven billion vaccines and that we're just we're all going to be vaccinated overnight in our local doctors? Like, if you think that's the case, then um, you know that's mad as well. So, there's, there's there's so many things to sort out even before the vaccine comes, and even when the vaccine, you know, if it does come, you know, what happens then? So, I think we do need to find a workaround. I think there's ways to work around it, but people need to accept that you know it might not necessarily be. Um, 
you know, I saw someone on Twitter the other day, I can't remember who it was, um, you know, talking about the, the return of the Manx. And I was just sat there thinking, you know, I'd love to have the Manx back. It would be it would be so good. It would be great. But of all the problems that we're worrying about right now, I don't think that one should be top of the agenda. You know, I think finding out, you know, finding our way to an event that can run as a rally is the, is the key thing here. And people are going to have to not turn, turn their nose up at some of the suggestions that are being made because we need to understand the gravity of the situation. And if you want to see rallying back and if people, um, you know, from a, an entertainment point of view and a fan point of view, you need to accept that there's businesses out there that need to make money from rallying because that's their sole, you know, sole source of income. So there needs to be an acceptance from both sides that, you know, the people who have businesses and rallying need to put on a spectacle for fans as, as they always have. And the fans need to accept that these are unprecedented circumstances where, you know, we might not be able to run the Manx rally tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, the full international, like it was in 1986 with group B cars going around, it might not happen. Um, you know, that's a, that's a sorry thing to have to admit and, uh, you know, a, a bad thing for rallying. But at the same time, if you want to see any rallying, we need to have a bit of compromise and some, uh, some acceptance that there's going to be some radical ideas. Um, you know, people shouldn't be ridiculed for radical ideas at this point, point in time because, um, you know, there's people, people's livelihoods at stake. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of debate to, to go ahead and uh, a lot of uncertainty around what's going to happen. But it's times like these where, you know, in the past, uh, humans have, have pulled together and, and, and made changes for the better. And we're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, not to get into too much into politics but you know obviously we've seen a lot of uh, you know social campaigning going on for equality at the minute and that's that's great to see so you know this coronavirus thing is is obviously terrible and um, you know there's no positives to take from it but at least you know we're seeing some people rally around and, and trying to make some change and hopefully we can see things like that in business as well and you know rallying as a business at the end of the day is you know without money it doesn't happen so um, hopefully there's some some good ideas that come out in the next few months you know people work with motorsport uk and motorsport uk work with the people to work out what's possible and what we can do and eventually we get back to some sport trev you've never been a man that's been afraid of of, of thinking outside of the box um what what would you do what what's your take on it i uh well, what we're seeing is every government in the world and local governments in particular are having to find this balance between, as Jack pointed out, people's livelihoods and also public health. And of course, we need to get the, the economy kick-started again, but only when it's right to do that. And that responsibility seems to be heading towards the people. You know, and we've seen that in the UK in particular, where they changed their stance from staying at home to being alert. And and really, that's just handing the responsibility to the people to do the right thing. And that is the balance that these governments have to have to make. And remember, they've always got one eye on getting re-elected, same as local government. And if we look at who pays for rallying, who pays for World Championship rallying, it is government, national government, and in some a lot of the cases, uh, local government. Now, those particular bodies are going to have to make sure everybody's right as regards their business. So we're talking about going into an area where, of course, there's going to be budget ring-fenced in the future to kick-start and using tourism to kick-start the economy in particular regions and areas. Uh, but, of course, we have to make sure there's hotels and restaurants there. And that's the first priority, is to make sure that that infrastructure is in place and those uh, small businesses are, are looked after. Um, so, clearly, public health is number one. Then, kick-starting the economy has to be phased in when it's right to do it. And the business model for World Championship Rallies is local government pays for it and national government pays for it. So, uh, and we know that they've certainly spent a lot of money uh, over the last little while and will continue to do that for the next three to six months, even a year. And uh, and people who aren't interested in rallying and motorsport in particular, you know, we, need, we need to keep those people on side and we need to tread very carefully with how fast we push this uh, simply because motorsport people have got uh, businesses to run so uh, it's not an easy thing to do and I don't envy the people having to make those decisions Right, where, where you're based is, is, is to say a delicate uh, in, 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 the, in every sense of the word really, obviously you're up you're up in North Yorkshire lovely part of the world obviously um, you know people were told to, to kind of stay at home and things like that was the did you encounter anybody kind of just 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 out for a jolly round by you because obviously that's been that, that that's been the, the the key thing really hasn't it people traveling to to other parts of the country and things like that for 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 a day out and things and what's what what what's the general consensus of, of people around your village of, of of an outsider coming in 
Um, I mean, there was, you know, there was that uh, the first weekend before uh, before the actual lockdown came in. It, you know, it was it was crazy busy around here. But I have to say, while while the lockdown was on, um, traffic was was few and far between. Uh, as soon as as soon as the OK came to, uh, you know, you can go for a drive, you can travel, you can whatever. I mean, actually, the 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 road over the top of here um, has seen so much traffic you know uh, supercars bikes car clubs um you know we just you, you hear them uh, like saturday morning sunday morning um we, we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of traffic coming through um and and yeah it, it i guess it's like anything you know touch wood how a little village hasn't been badly affected um and as soon as the the lockdown was slightly lifted suddenly we see we've seen an influx of people coming into the village all using the little supermarket that that we use and inherently that uh, you know that has its own risks and I, and I guess it's the same with exactly what we're talking about you know it, rallying tends to be held by its very nature in more rural areas and so far they've been areas that have maybe um, you know been a little bit less susceptible to the the coronavirus and and obviously if you take in an influx of uh, of people into an area where there hasn't been a significant outbreak then people are going to be worried by that as well so uh the, yeah the, there would certainly be some difficulties in in maybe getting people on side particularly in in this country at the minute this is absolute rally absolute rally continues to be partnered by the kielder works team who remain fully committed to the sport and are pioneers of the latest technology kielder cordless tools are tailored for all forms of competitive action Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. So, uh, you know, just 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 coming back to where we started, which which was rallying. Obviously, rallying is starting to happen now. Um, I think Trev mentioned before. Obviously, it's, it's Italy. I think high end. I have got a couple of cars running out there. Jack, is this a sense of of just trying to just carry on? Regardless to some degree, and this isn't a slant on hind, I far from it. It's more, more to do with the fact that they're looking at it from the positive point of view. It's a tarmac rally. Tanak hasn't drove the car on, on tarmac before. So they're actually continuing their preparations uh, as best as they can. Do you think there's, do you think there's, there's, there's an argument for taking that mindset by the WRC teams as well? Yeah, I think if there's an opportunity to go and do a rally out there, then they're going to go and do it, aren't they? Um, in, in in most cases, I think you know I, I don't um, you know I don't take lightly that I'm sure Hyundai are you know assessing all the the safety aspects of going out to compete and 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 what what that can mean. Um, you know, I guess the the slightly unusual thing here compared to the other motorsports that we've seen get going, which is effectively IndyCar and NASCAR in America is that they've all got going at the same time on the same track so all of the manufacturers are doing the same thing they've all agreed to the same set of circumstances where they all race at the same time whereas I guess the you know some of the teams now the WRC teams are wondering you know do we go and do an independent event where we could be criticized for the fact that we're you know coming back to compete too soon or you know there's pictures of you know the co-driver in the car with the driver and people criticize that aspect of it so it's good it's you know that comes down to what i said at the start of the show really about the, the whole pr aspect of, of balancing this as a as a company as much as anything and um you know i think it's a you know it's going to be a difficult decision for teams like hyundai and and, and toyota and, and m sport if they want to do something to to actually be that first team to go out there and do an event and, and to be seen out there and to be pictured doing it because it's uh, you know such an unusual circumstances where you know they're the first ones to do it and it's not a universal decision but it seems like you know all the teams are talking about doing events in in different places um you know across the second half of the year and you know there's obviously a lot of talk about um EPRA being admitted to to WRC if they can get that going and uh, you know a few of the other you know ERC looks to be uh, moving ahead with some of its events as well so you know there's big there's big events looking like they they're, they're going to go ahead and um, it's you know it's going to be interesting to see how they're managed and you know the whole format of what a rally is is going to be you know questioned in in all of this and you know I suppose the service park is kind of the the original uh, social distancing you know situation isn't it you know we've seen in IndyCar and NASCAR we've seen all the teams spread out and it's looked very similar to a service park actually in uh, how that's being managed so I think I think rallying lends itself a lot to to many aspects of social distancing obviously the difficult one is the 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 co-driver aspect and there'll be a lot of people sitting there thinking well 
you know, if the co-driver wants to get in the car with the driver and take that risk, then that's up to them. But, you know, this is multi-million pound business we're talking about here and it's a, you know, massive sport. And I don't think, um, you know, they're going to leave it to letting the co-driver decide whether he wants to be the one to get in the car or not. Um, you know, obviously the difficulty comes there is like the social bubbles that have come in and stuff like that, where you can, you know, associate with different people and, and stuff like that. I mean, where do you draw the line in terms of a co-driver getting in a car with a driver and, and stuff like that? And, you know, I think we all know people who've driven in a car or, or you know, done stuff that's probably, you know, not quite within the, the realms of the rules in terms of, uh, you know, what we've got now. But at the same time, I don't think we've got a particularly coherent set of rules to be uh, abiding by in the UK either. So it's a really difficult situation. And, um, you know, all, all countries are going to be going through something something similar to this. Uh, and and, that, and that's extremely difficult for for everyone. And it's one of the one of the difficulties that rallying is going to have in, in going to different countries in the same way that, that Formula One's having at the minute, where that's obviously looking at going to different countries as well. I think uh, also from the point of view is, is while it, while the WRC it's all very well and good um, to to some degree obviously the teams coming back and we'll talk about social responsibility and stuff like that in a second but right that's that, I'll I'll come to you because you 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 know some of the bits and pieces you've done and I'm going to come to Trev on this is that um, I know Finland was talked about as an example we use Finland as an example and one of the concerns that was raised to me by somebody. Um, was the fact that, yes, the work teams can go there, but the privateers probably won't want to go there or can't go there because they're either relying on their own money or sponsor money. And we all know that money's massively now going to be in, in short supply. So, you know, we're, we're back in the realms of the WRC now having, you know, nine top line cars or whatever it is, plus a couple in the support series. But how many people who started this year with budget in place to go rallying are now not going to have budget in place to go rallying? Quite a lot. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, as you said, motorsport is a business and, and it, it's there's obvious um, businesses out there that that will struggle. You know, car build. There'll be a lot fewer people ringing up M Sport ordering a, a you know a, a latest spec R5 Fiesta now because businesses have have struggled worldwide. You know, they've been hit very very hard, and um, the, there's certainly going to be less money to to go rallying with. Um, and and it's not only the the money to do it. You know. Could people travel to Finland? Obviously, from a, a UK point of view, we couldn't travel uh, at, at the minute, and we would we have to be quarantined if we if we came back again. Obviously, that you'd, you'd maybe think a little bit down the line that might be different, but nonetheless, there's there's still travel restrictions in place as well. Um, but uh, to go back to your initial point, you know, rallies need entries. Rallies can't survive on the factory teams. Um, it, the, the maths just simply don't add up of that. And uh, if you can't get the, um, you know, and that's whether it's a world championship rally or, or a national level rally, there's a level of entries that a rally needs to be able to operate, you know, to, to financially make money or to not make a huge loss. And, um, and that's going to be difficult to make sure the events have enough rallies to enable them to run. Trev, you've you've sat around the table um, over the years, obviously brokering deals. Um, you, some of the bits bits and pieces you've been talking about, of course, on 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 stage by stage, and uh, just thinking about some of the conversation you have showing slipstream and things like that, and getting investors on board. There will be people that will be in a very similar scenario at the moment that uh, are trying to create a career path, and there will be investors. There'll be companies who will look at their own social responsibility of go, well, should we be funding this? And the association with rallying, you know, it's yeah. different to circuit racing, of course. Circuit racing, if you take, for example, Silverstone, uh, you go there, everybody's corralled. You can run behind uh, closed doors without any spectators if you want, you know, and that's, that's what two of the rounds of the, the F1 season are going to be there. Um, so that doesn't affect the community in any way. Of course, the teams will have to get there and, and out and, and whoever else needs to be there. If you're running a rally through people's community, and through towns and villages, on the back of all of this, then, you know, we, as I said to you, you know, we need to tread very carefully that we're not going to burn an image uh, and we're doing the right thing uh, from a corporate and social responsibility point of view. 
But yeah, going back to what Ryan said, and you know, we were affected. You mentioned Slipstream, and Angus Watt was on the show with me a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how we had a massive impact with uh, 9/11. We were on our way out to rally New Zealand in 2001, and when uh, the Twin Towers happened, and uh, that ultimately led to us not getting the second round of funding because anything speculative like that, people withdrew. Uh, their funding for that type of thing and went into bricks and mortar at the time and we saw the same in 2008 and you know as I said before this is a lot lot worse than that so uh, having the money to go rallying and having the money uh, even to go spectating on rallies uh, could be a big big issue and it will be a big big issue and that normal word that you were talking about earlier on we, we have no idea what normal is going to look like in the back of this Jack you you you, you mentioned it before, you know, the grassroots level, uh, and I include myself in that, in, in, in doing what I do. And I've done obviously BTRDA for the last few years and things like that. But there's a lot of people like me who may be, you know, business owners who've done okay or whatever it may be. They decide to go rallying and they kind of do the right thing and you build your business and then you get to a situation like this. Now, I genuinely could not sleep at night. If I decided to go rallying and yet I had staff still furloughed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, what I said at the top of the show, that Tony, uh, nail on the head is, you know, that we're, we're dealing with a lot more than sport here. And the, the implications of it are that we're, we're competing and, and these people are fundamentally having fun at a time where, you know, people are suffering and it's, it's really difficult. Uh, you know, I, I've got to admit, I've struggled with it a lot. Um, you know, working in an industry where, you know, it's my responsibility to cover the fact that these people are competing in motorsport and, and, you know, people are out there are, are still suffering. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a really, it's a, it's a really tricky situation to, to, to be in. And I, I don't really know what the, you know, what the answer is there. And like you said, you know, you, you wouldn't feel comfortable going out to, to do a rally while you've, you've got people furloughed or you're not able to, you know, fulfill your, your, uh, you know, your responsibility as a business owner and, and stuff like that. So it's difficult. And yeah, you know, that, that word normal has just got to be thrown out the window, unfortunately. And, um, you know, there's so many, you know, I was thinking about, uh, grassroots rally the other day actually because we were talking about um something to do with the motorsport news circuit rally championship and obviously i don't work for motorsport news anymore but um i was uh, just having a chat with the organizers because obviously it's you know they've been impacted and their, their championship theoretically you know has the one of the best basis to to go ahead in, in in 2020 based on the fact that it's you know for so many reasons that trevor described there in terms of the you know talking about the grand prix you know the the, the motorsport news circuit rally championship is based in in a circuit it, you know it would be relatively easy to social distance a lot of the people in that in that paddock obviously the co-driver issue aside but that's not specific to that championship that's obviously a wider issue but it, you know it would be fairly easy to, to social distance the cars and the garages and 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 outside as well there so theoretically it's got the blueprint for for something that if you do throw that word normal out the window that you could get rallying going again by by doing something like that not you know not necessarily pushing that that championship but that format you know could work but then if you, what you've got to think about then is which is you know every time you think about something positive you think oh yeah you know i've got a, i've thought of a bit of a breakthrough and then uh, and then two minutes later you think well, what about all the circuit racing championships that haven't been able to go ahead from march until now they're all going to be vying for slots on on the weekends, and they're all going to need their slots filling. And chances are they'll you know they'll probably bring a bit more money or have a bit more prestige than than the motorsport news circuit rally championship. If you think about um, if you think about rallying and 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 circuit racing, you know circuit racing is like an onion. There's so many levels to it, so many different championships, so many layers. And rallying is a lot more kind of um, the top and the bottom. There's not a lot in between. There's the grassroots and there's the international level. And that's that's a that's a kind of void that we've that we've seen created, isn't it? Over the past, uh, you know, you can argue all day about when that started happening, but it's, I think it's been a long time. So uh, I think, you know, e even though. Uh, you know, fundamentally, a circuit rally championship would be a great way to get rallying going again and get people competing again, even if it's not perfect and it's not a you know a full blown stage rally. The, the, there's so many implications why that could not work as well. So this is why we've got to throw this word normal out the window, and we've all got to work together to try and fit everything in. And uh, you know, we mentioned jigsaw at the top of the top of the show, and it's it's a jigsaw in every aspect. It's going to be a jigsaw in dates when events can run. It's going to be a jigsaw, you know, getting rally drivers and co-drivers together it's going to be uh, a jigsaw between championships uh you know governing bodies and governments to 
to, to get things moving and no one championship is the same they all have different needs you know every motorsport discipline has different needs and um you know there's so much there's so many cheap pieces of the jigsaw to go together that it's you know it's going to require patience and a bit of understanding from all of the people involved to to actually finish it jack if i can just 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 ask you just just listening the do obviously we've got this situation and again without getting too bogged down in the politics of it obviously we've got this r rating situation um and obviously it's it's i think it's dropped down to three it went back up to four um and i think it's 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 three again now but i was speaking to somebody who's involved with again not 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 motorsport per se but events across the world and their take on it is is that other parts of the world are going to be fine towards the end of the year because um I'm trying to think of the, the, the nice way of putting this, but basically the way we're counting um, deaths due, due to Corona uh, are not consistent with other parts of the world. You know, there's some parts of the world that won't even acknowledge it exists. So their death rate is zero is an example. I'm going to the extreme there, but you know, is there, is there an element here where we need to perhaps start looking at the statistics a little bit closer i.e. how the statistics are presented to us because I don't think uh, I don't think there's a consistency across the world of how these deaths are being counted and thus are we over are we under are we are we being too cautious are we being not cautious enough and again that's I, I don't think that helps anybody at the moment either no, it's a extremely difficult situation. And, and when you consider that arguably the most powerful man in the world is, is saying things like, um, you know, if we, if we have, um, if we tested less, then we would have less cases. It's like, that's not how it works, mate. <laughs> if you, if, if you tested less people, then you would have less confirmed cases, but you wouldn't have less people with coronavirus. So it's, you know, it's a, a complete, obviously that, that in itself is a completely bizarre situation that should be sort of segregated from this, I think. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, every country has its own way of uh, dealing with things like that. Uh, you know, you have to consider the different types of government and their their uh, relationship with media. Obviously, there's dictatorships out there that will um, not necessarily always tell you the truth. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think I don't think really anyone knows any of the exact numbers, and I don't think you could you have to take every country's numbers with with a pinch of salt um, and try and focus on your own. But then, you know, it's 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 always difficult, isn't it, to to know if we're getting this number right. I think for for me, it feels like there's been a bit of a um, the uh, obviously I'm not a scientist, and I don't want to sit here and you know, start saying that the government are getting everything wrong or, or getting everything right because I'm I'm not a scientist dealing with the coronavirus. Um, but for me, it feels like it's early that we're opening things up, considering the number of you know new cases being being admitted still um you know you know as i said at the start of the show it's my understanding that as, as of yesterday was the, the highest day so for me that doesn't sound like the kind of situation where we want to be opening things up and getting people back together again personally but uh, again as we've already discussed in in relation to rallying there's a there's a business aspect there and we have to get the economy going or um you know, we're going to have, you know, depending on who you listen to, we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a, some sort of economic crash and limiting how big that's going to be is obviously going to be a key aspect. But yeah, we're just, we're just getting a bit sidetracked, aren't we? And, um, it's, it's difficult because obviously business, um, you know, the coronavirus, it all impacts rallying and all, all has massive uh, implications for, for what happens next for rallying. So it's, uh, you know, it, in terms of that it's all intrinsically linked but yeah um in answer to your question about the numbers it's very difficult to to know um if countries are telling the truth um if we should be more or less scared by the numbers that we're seeing um because you know the, the the fact that we're opening up tells me that the government are comp you know are not worried about the fact that there's still new cases and the, the numbers rising so um I guess you have to put faith in the, the fact that the government has access to all these medical professionals and people who can advise them and, and tell them the, the right thing to do. And you have to you have to trust in that. It's just difficult to to put that level of trust in in. Well, personally, my opinion of, uh, of this government, but not getting bogged down in that. It's difficult to put that level of, um, you know, that level of trust in people that you don't know and, and people that uh, are dealing with a disease that we've not seen before and is causing many, many deaths. So that's always going to be difficult to to kind of uh, put your faith in that and accept that 
um, you know, we're opening up and and there's new cases. You, you kind of have to accept that, that they know what they're talking about more than, well, I have to accept that they know more than me about the coronavirus. So I have to accept that they're doing the right thing. It's just, uh, you know, it's, that's going to be a, a mental battle that we're all going to have to go through and all going to have to deal with over the next few months and, you know, maybe the next few years. Mm. Right. If if we can just, if we bring it back to, 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 to rallying and again, um, how, because it's obviously our passion, it's what we talk about and it's what we do and, and, and everything else. Uh, is, this may sound really, really odd and flippant to put it like this, but is this a time where perhaps we do need to look at, uh, at rallying it on a broader scale, not just WRC, but across the board? Because, you know, this, the, 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 the Rallying has been the same for, for 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 many many years, and I know the battles. I'll use as an example. Um, I know the battles that Rally for Wales went through, for instance, in trying to get legislation and stuff like that to to kind of keep the, the the forest going and things. And you know, because it was so antiquated, the system that was being used prior to them getting involved and, and sorting sorting things out. Really, not to put too fine a point on it, is is this a time where perhaps everybody? Should be taking a step back and going, well, look, maybe rallying, maybe, maybe rallying as we know it has had its day. Maybe we do need to look at how we go rallying. And if rallying indeed is, 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 is a sport really anymore because we need to be, we, we, you know, with all these things that we need to be aware of, can it survive? And it probably can't survive as we know it today. So maybe we need to look at it again. I've seen. Somebody talking about obviously how rally cross came about of, as an example and things like that. I'm not saying we'll go rally crossing, but you, you, you know what I mean, wasn't it? It was it was thinking outside of the box moment. Is that what we need to be doing? Maybe just moving forward anyway. That maybe rallying as we know it does need to change. Well, I think there's two things. It, it will change anyway because there'll be events that won't survive this. There'll be like there'll be, you know, there will be rallies that haven't run this year. That bearing in mind again, uh, apologies to those overseas, but if we take it from a, a UK basis, um, you know, these rallies are organised by a dedicated a dedicated group of unpaid individuals for 99% of the rallies that operate in this country, and because of this there will be rallies where some of the organising team go, do you know what, well, I don't want to do that, I don't want to take the risk in putting all that work into organising a rally uh, for it to be cancelled. I mean, the Riponian rally, for example, a, a local event to me was cancelled or, or, sorry, postponed in uh, February due to high winds. Uh, they said they'd run it later in the year and then it had to be cancelled because of the coronavirus and, and already they'd had some upheaval in the organising team. So will that rally ever run again? Who knows? Um, and that's just just one example of it. Um, it's like we've talked about with uh, with the businesses that that revolve around rallying. Inherently, things will change because of this. Uh, but to go back to your original question, I think it's simple supply and demand. You know, at the end of all this, when we can go back into the the forest or when we can run a closed road event, when we can run something resembling a, a you know a, a rally as such it will be a case of are there enough people out there to run rallies? And the simple answer is they will be, but how many rallies? Um, I think that's that's what we'll probably see. We'll probably see fewer rallies and uh, probably fewer competitors, but hopefully there'll be enough to, you know, to, to make viable championships that can run. But I think the honest answer is until we get through this, um, we don't really know. Trev, you talked about it before, obviously, what, what you went through, obviously, post the 9-11 and situation and you you're saying this is worse when 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 you came through that and you seen what was what was going on back then um what is is there any similarities to now other other than obviously you know the the obvious situation with health and everything else but uh, do you see any similarities you see anything that perhaps got us through that to get us to where we are today that could be implemented? I'll go back to what I said, Tony. I think we need to tread very carefully. We need to have a lot of empathy for loved ones and, you know, for rallies going through that type of community. We have to be very careful. We also have to have empathy, of course, in motorsport and people who put their food on the table for their families uh, having to work as well. I get all of that. 
but we need to make sure that we don't rush back into it from a selfish point of view. We need motorsport and we need to do it. Uh, we have to look at the greater the greater good here, really. Um, maybe it's a case of not focusing so much on the on the rallies and the number of rallies that they want to put in this year. Come back to what you started off with. You know, if you think of towards the end of the year, uh, as I understand it, Rally Japan was the last one proposed in the end of November end of October potentially why not just run those two rallies and, and then maybe run three have a rally at the weekend I have three rounds of the championship there three rounds of the championship in Japan there's a load of bollocks talked about oh it's not traditional rally and there's a lot of talk about what should and shouldn't happen and there's no doubt three rounds of a championship isn't a championship but you know if you can run six rounds on two events in two countries to finish this year's championship and again, focused on what Ryan was talking about, getting to uh, 2021 sorted, that's potentially something that could be looked at. Um, but I just have, I'm really nervous that we're rushing back too quick and I take on board all the things that have, everybody's been talking about. But, you know, if we get it wrong, we could do a lot of damage. Uh, that's that's what I'd be scared about. That, and do you know what? That 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 is my exact fear of... Uh, of of, of of rushing motorsport back uh, across the board. To be honest with you, it's, it's you know it has massive effects on on me and my business and the events and everything else that we're involved in. Um, but equally, um, I've been concerned by certain things I've seen. You know, people trying to, you know, there's there's the, in the UK somebody was talking about trying to do rally sprints and stuff like that, and it just it just really really concerned me. Where I thought, actually, do you know what? You know, do we really want to be um, encouraging people to to go and do this because you, you can have uh, you can have as much you know well we've got a permit from the MSA or the UK Motorsport so it must be okay it's not it doesn't work like that they will issue the permit but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have any responsibility for what happens um, so yeah I, I've seen some stuff as well Jack mentioned stuff he'd seen on social media before I've seen various bits and pieces about people trying to get stuff going um, but no, I'm 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 still with you, Trev. Um, it's hurting me massively. It's hurting us all. I think everybody involved in, in this particular chat is we've all been hit by it. And we've all been hit hard financially. But you know, fortunately, we all have our health and everything else, which is fantastic. Um, but for the greater good and the longer term, let's not let's not see things short term. Let's play the long the long game. Um, so just, anyway. just two two scenarios here. I'll just run past you. Just come into my head. and might be a little nonsense, but if Rally GB had a run this year and they went back to D side, which is in the car park of the Toyota plant, if Toyota have to pay off a lot of people in that Toyota plant, or when we come out, at the, you know, the end of furlough, they can't afford to keep people on, they have to, to pay them off. How would that look? A Toyota rally team turns up to do a rally in the car park of the plant where people are getting paid off and that whole area is going to be affected with a knock-on with all the local businesses, etc. Flip side of that is Rally GB next year could be Rally Northern Ireland. You know, if you think about government's clearly going to have to ring fence some money in order to get the economy back going. And of course, in Northern Ireland, for example, same as Wales, uh, tourism is a big part of that. Once the borders open up and there's no quarantine. So, how much do you invest to get people back into the country and get the tourism side of things up and running? That could be a really positive thing next year, but not right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, boys, believe it or not, we've we've done pretty much an hour on this. Um, I wanted to, to try and finish on something probably a, a, a little bit, a little bit lighter. Um, but, um, I wanted to. Will are we going to? Did did anybody prepare in any other business for this? Of course, oh, bastard, Jack. Maybe. Oh, Trevor. Uh, definitely, of you haven't. <laughs> and that's how you stitch up me right okay well no i'm just going to flip what i was going to say right what i was about to say will now become my any other business so um as you're the one who's tried to stitch me trev you go first <laughs> i think there's a really positive with uh, the whole corona and covid thing uh, and i know 
you know, we have to take the little glimpses and the little things that make us smile. And what's been really interesting, my point of view, is people going up into their attic and finding magazines and old videos and things like that. We've seen that with VHS rallies, people starting to share those and get them out of the attic and get them up online, get them digitized. But there's been magazines and programs and things like that. And I thought that's been really interesting to read. Somebody put up a column that I wrote a few years ago, which is hilarious. Um, so that for me has been something that we've taken um but yeah that's uh that, that's my any other business seeing, seeing you drunk on zoom i think was, <laughs> was, a, was a massive highlight for me but um jack bengen uh, i was gonna talk a little bit about um martin holmes but i think uh i think judging by the fact that we have a uh, group text messages and it's just popped up on my screen saying martin holmes um i think no uh, please, think, please no jack do you know what please do because I did a piece last week. Obviously, I put out um, the very first thing I recorded with him last week, and I talked about Martin last week. I think it would be quite nice because of what you do as your profession, bearing in mind what his profession was uh, later in life. I think it would be far more fitting from somebody like you anyway. Well, I don't think there's um, many uh, words that I can say that haven't been said already that, that would do Martin justice. But, um, you know, I think uh, a, a very, very sad loss for the for the rallying community. Um, someone who stimulated those grassroots we were talking about earlier. Also, obviously, a very uh, prominent on an international stage as well. Um, but I think, you know, uh, instead of feeling... Um, you know, really, really negative about the whole situation that's going on right now in, in the world. And, um, you know, just, just feeling generally uh, sad about that. I think it's important to celebrate what mine did for, for rallying and, um, you know, as, as, as sad as his loss is, brought so much to it. And he, he I'm sure, um, you know, in the few times that I've met Martin and, and spoke to him, um, that he would want that happy side remembered and, and, and the kind of influence that he, that he brought to it. And, you know, got so many people involved in rallying and not just got so many people involved in rallying, but made it easy for people to get involved in rallying, which is, you know, so difficult these days um, in any motorsport. That's not a criticism of rallying. So, um, you know, in terms of his, like, fundamental opening up, um the uh, you know the basics of co-driving and stuff like that with the with the books that he used to do and um, you know we could sit here and talk all day about the thousands of books that he's either, either written or co-written so um, you know such a, a positive impact on on rallying from from start to finish and um, you know I think that should be celebrated and um, yeah just a personal thank you to to Martin for 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 what he did really um, you know opening opening that aspect of the sport up to people well said Jack well said uh, Ryan Champion. Uh, mine's a relatively quick one this week. I just wanted to say a big get well soon to a co-driver who has been in a, a car in Italy and unfortunately had a, a nasty text, testing accident, and that's uh, Fabrizia Pons. So get well soon, Fabrizia. She ended up with a, uh, a broken shoulder, a broken ankle, but uh, I've just had a, a message off her this morning saying she's hoping to be uh, back up on her feet by next week and that she's doing really well. So um, hope uh, hope she progresses quickly. Well done. Okay, happy days. Uh, mine is um, is just the, the absolute terror and frustration of trying to be anywhere near competitive on um, online sporting <laughs> motorsport games. I, I, do you know, Tony? I, I feel your pain there. Considering I had a little bit to do with it, I feel yeah. your pain. Um, I have never felt so stupid in my life. Um, it's I, funny when people say it's just a game, isn't it? It, 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 you know what it, it is but come on we, we you know we're all competitive um and you think well i can have a go with this i you know i i think i know the fundamentals of how to drive a rally car i've done it for 20 years i think i'm okay at it and um yeah there's some there's some snotty nose eight-year-old who's just took 45 seconds off your over three miles um and um that's happened to me in real life as well by the way but <laughs> but um it's it, it you know what it's kind of calmed down a little bit now jack and you know i know i know obviously you've been involved in some of the the, the, the racing coverage which is just you know it's just bonkers you know i grew up with the zx spectrum so to see the graphics and and see everything in racing of course what we've got in dirt as well is just phenomenal but the the fact of how serious i suppose it's it's got and I, I, you know and listen we we 
John Armstrong a massive friend of the show as we know uh, I talk to John a lot but you know when John's doing tutorials about how to make sure your steering wheel set and setups on the car and stuff like that and you're thinking do you know what I've got 20 minutes while Johnny's in the bath to just go and have a blast in a rally car <laughs> you know, John I haven't got this if I had that much time I'd actually go and try and do a proper rally at some point in my life but um, it has gone to such a different level and I don't know whether that level has come about because of um, and you might be able to answer this Jack but is it come about because of the racing because certainly the racing side of it is it's become a much more well it's much more simulator now isn't it yeah I think uh, it's kind of ties into what we were saying earlier about uh, circuit racing being so multi-layered and because it's so multi-layered there's obviously you know lots of different esports and sim racing championships out there and you know um NASCAR, for example, I think got the oldest one, and that's like 11 or 12 years old. Their esports championship. So, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been happening in the in the kind of coronavirus um, halt has been, uh, you know, stuff that's happened before anyway, and it, you know, is uh, relatively common. But obviously, the rallying side of things is, um, you know, the obviously John Armstrong was the the WRC esports champion, but it's uh, because there's only the WRC really and the ERC at international level. Um, there's less people to kind of campaign for having an esports championship, and you know, I think in general there's less rallying competitors and there are circuit competitors so we've not seen that graduated development of, of esports championships um, you know over the years in, in, in rallying as we have in racing so it's um it's had to play a, a little bit of catch up in this era but there's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work for it and and getting something going which has been um you know very good to see and uh, i think um i think rallying as a community should be proud of how quickly it's got some of those esports championships set up and how many people were, were competing in them um, you know my my um, my facebook's been full of people um you know a few people like you tony you know having a bit of a laugh and saying you know uh, i've got i've got a uh, I've got 10 minutes while the while the kids are uh, in bed to, to play on the game and I can't get up to speed and um, you know people taking it ultimately you know extremely seriously and uh, you know people like John almost trying to you know make a career out of it or, or is making a career out of it so um, yeah it's been an amazing uh, kind of amazing kind of period really and uh, yeah like I said I think rallying's got a lot to be proud of in terms of how quickly it's um, you know surrounded that situation and um you know brought itself up to speed because you know it did have championships in place but you know it's there's obviously a few more that have, that have sprung up and, and more people competing which is which is great can i just ask a question about sim racing and virtual rallying then so the british rally championship virtual uh championship or whatever it's called who's leading that at the minute <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> does anybody know no uh i've seen as james morgan now, if that's a James oh, Morgan... Yeah. It is right? his co-driver. Yeah, yeah, no, James. He's co-driver, is he? Yeah. And he's leading the championship yeah. as a, few, a driver. There's a few very, very good co-drivers doing yeah, uh, eSports. Alex Schiarani, who's a friend of the show, who's uh, been busy in this period. He's uh, he's uh, pretty handy. I've seen him compete. And, yeah, there's a load of people out there who... Trev, 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 if I was you, I would pipe down, or else we'll, we'll get you some <laughs> action, and we'll see how good you are. Uh, I never said that I was you. I was just saying that drivers should be leading drivers' championships, shouldn't they? Not co-drivers. James Morgan, I actually got him to do a co-driver rap in Rally Finland for WRC all live on the radio. It was quite funny, actually. Multi-talented. Multi-talented yeah. guy. Um, I think I knew where I had to go and have a quiet word with myself where I was about to do uh, a rally in the R2 Fiesta and I was about to ring Phil Bradshaw, who runs my R2 Fiesta, about setting the car up for me properly before we started the stage. I think that's when I knew that we probably should take a step back from all this and yeah. and, and, and come back into hey, the real world. Tony, go, don't, go, and play, go and play with Johnny's toys instead. Yeah. <laughs> you don't win BBC4 without having a good engineer behind you all the way. Absolutely. Thank you. And you know what? What a great place to stop. Um, folks, that has been Absolute Rally for this week. We will be back same time, same place, a little podcast all next week. Absolute Rally. Powered by the Keel the Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week.